Well, history was made on Saturday when a private company, Elon Musk's SpaceX, success, uh, successfully sent two astronauts into orbit on the Falcon 9 rocket. This was after their initial attempt scheduled on Wednesday failed due to poor weather conditions. Uh, this uh, SpaceX Dragon capsule has now pulled up to the station, uh, docked automatically at the ISS, and the astronauts will spend uh, one to four months there before guiding their capsule to a splashdown in the Atlantic. So uh, to give us more details on this successful mission, we're very pleased to be joined from the Department of Aeronautics and Astronomics at uh, Stanford University, also the former director of NASA's Ames Center in Silicon Valley. Uh, Very pleased to have joining us Professor Scott Hubbard on the line. Hello. Good morning to you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us, Professor. Uh, So this is uh, historical in the sense it was the first time for humans to have been carried into orbit by a a private company. Uh, As somebody who knows this better than uh, basically 99.9% of the population, how significant is this? How big a milestone is this in uh, the uh, space industry? It's a huge landmark uh, event uh, for exploration of space, and particularly for human exploration of space. Uh, there have always been companies that supplied NASA with parts and rockets and such, but this was the first time that a private company did their own design, their own development, and basically uh, have moved towards selling services a little bit, a little bit like you would buy a ticket on an airline. For uh, people like myself, old enough to remember the the uh, Columbia Challenger Excalibur launches, some of the tragedies that have occurred uh, with uh, the various space shuttle launches, what differentiates um, SpaceX and what they've been able to accomplish uh, versus what NASA was doing uh, through a, a government-funded entity? Well, there are several things. Uh, one is the decision was made early on when uh, the shuttle was retired uh, nine years ago now, uh, to go to a vehicle where you would put the crew cabin, the crew capsule, back on top of the rocket. Uh, that immediately, since you could design a escape system for that, made the whole operation much safer. And um, in 2009 or so, uh, NASA made the decision that they were going to go toward what's called commercial cargo and commercial crew. So uh, that's what both SpaceX and Boeing uh, have been developing is this commercial crew program. And SpaceX got to the first uh, finish line faster than Boeing. The, and I understand that uh, due to various NDAs, you, you're not able to disclose uh, some of the other more intimate details that uh, you're aware of uh, in, in terms of the uh, SpaceX development. But um, the idea that this was a privately driven endeavor, uh, it did uh, have a schedule. You mentioned it being faster uh, than the other uh, projects, but it, it did take five years longer than the original plan uh, for uh, SpaceX to launch a manned spacecraft. Is that correct? It did, and that's not unusual. If you look at the history of spaceflight, uh, and particularly human spaceflight, uh, it seems to always uh, take longer. In this case, though, um, uh, it looks like the per-seat price for SpaceX is going to be cheaper than what the Russians were charging Hmm. NASA. So it will be then more economical uh, to to 
go the SpaceX route. Is is there also a, a national element involved with this? Because uh, after, uh, as you point out, with the retirement of the uh, space shuttle program, uh, American astronauts have had to rely on the Russians uh, to, to get to space, to get to the uh, space station. Uh, despite this being a private uh, project, uh, d- does it have implications as far as uh, the U.S. is concerned and as NASA is concerned in terms of their competitiveness in the space industry? Well, um, you know, I'm a rocket scientist, not a political okay. scientist, <laughs> so I don't know uh, a lot about the uh, the politics. However, I can say that NASA uh, has said from the moment they retired the shuttle that the full intention was to have assured American access to space, uh, and particularly for the astronauts going to the International Space Station. Mm-hmm. And uh, now one of the companies they made this uh, agreement with has successfully demonstrated the first part, uh, getting to the space station. They still have to get the crew safely back. And as you said in the opening comments, uh, somewhere between one and and four months. um, And uh, everybody will be, of course, waiting uh, with a great uh, anticipation to see that splashdown uh, in the ocean. So the big hurdle uh, successfully completed with uh, sending uh, a manned mission uh, to space uh, using uh, privately funded uh, technology. Uh, What then are the implications? It seems like uh, once this difficult hurdle uh, has been uh, achieved that uh, we can see more frequent uh, manned missions uh, uh, departing from the U.S. Uh, In terms of the 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 potential scientific advancements and uh, the the implications and the possibilities that follow, can you uh, describe for our listeners uh, what we can expect going forward? There are many initiatives right now in what is called new space. Uh, Some people call it entrepreneurial space. Uh, There are various names. But the idea, now that this has been demonstrated, is that these private groups, and I'll mention Jeff Bezos, Mm. the owner of Amazon, who has Blue Origin, he hopes to carry paying customers up to the edge of space. And, of course, Sir Richard Branson, the uh, the father of the Virgin companies has Virgin Galactic, and he's planning to offer you a ride to space for four minutes of weightlessness for only two hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> Is that then um, really uh, the goal here? With uh, we, let's be honest, with millionaires and billionaires being able to afford these uh, seats. Uh, on the one hand, you might say, as as a as a person who's uh, not a millionaire or billionaire, I would include myself in that category. You think, oh, well, this is just a, another plaything for the rich. But at the same time, does that um, the, the, does that sort of program help fund these endeavors and make it more feasible for for a more privately funded projects like this to to continue to develop? Absolutely. And the um, as an astronaut friend of mine once said, uh, the more people that go to space, the more. Uh, who will go to space, and this, if they can get the price down, uh, this then moves from a play toy of the very rich to something that uh, people might do uh, like an extreme adventure. But even more than that, there are a lot of initiatives that don't involve human spaceflight that are uh, money-making ventures. Mm. Now, will they all succeed? Uh, probably not. But, for example, there are plans to put up hundreds of satellites, private ventures, 
to give Internet service to the whole planet. Uh, and then there are other plans to have low-Earth orbit satellites that will produce what's called remote sensing, basically pictures from space, and they plan to sell that uh, to farmers, to shipping companies, to whoever wants to know uh, how many cars are in their parking lot on a Saturday. So there are. this is part of a big general development of private space. And as the former director of NASA's AIM Center, uh, and I, you've probably been asked this question millions of times, but uh, I know that there are a significant amount of people who bemoan the fact that uh, it isn't necessarily anymore a NASA-driven uh, project, that uh, that this is not something that uh, is government-funded, uh, that is something that is more of a, uh, a national project. Uh, where do you stand or how do you explain to people when, when you see that things have been privatized? Because as, as you know, and not to get too political again, um, there has always been sort of a uh, concern or fear that things that generally were uh, government-driven and government-provided, whether let's say healthcare, for example, but also for space exploration, if this becomes privatized, then again, uh, there, there, there are some uh, negative side effects to that. Yeah, let's uh, talk just for a second about what NASA can do now. Uh, a recent study showed that rather than paying the Russians $90 million a seat, uh, NASA is paying equivalent to SpaceX of about $50 million a seat, so almost uh, 50% savings, and that's substantial. Uh, NASA, uh, in operating the shuttle, was able to build a space station, but now they want to take those resources and go in deeper into space, uh, back to the moon, and then my favorite, ultimately on to Mars. Mm. And by uh, coming up with this uh, relationship with SpaceX and Boeing and others where they buy services rather than own the whole thing, right. NASA has more money to put into deep space exploration. Well, uh, certainly exciting, and uh, you, we appreciate you helping uh, uh, lay people like myself understand it better. Uh, Professor Hubbard, thank you very much for joining us. Appreciate your time. Thank you very much for having me.